Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Plouffaloof is back in the building. He was just hanging out with Gabe, and guess what? Baseball's hot in the streets. Cindergard to L.A. Berrios extension. Verlander about to sign. Let's do it. Let's talk baseball. Hello and welcome back to Talking Baseball. We are coming live from the DraftKings studio. Me and BBD in the boogie down. Rocks. Everyone live in the chat. Missing the Jambino as he's, uh, I think, a week left on paternity leave. And then the, the big bad wolf will be back and out getting nasty in Calabathy. Mm. Trevor. Floof. Trev, how you doing? My guy. You are my guy. My guy. You look great today. Thank you. I'm doing great. BBD looks phenomenal, as always. The chat's popping. It's a great day to talk some baseball. We have news. Sometimes we have to worry about that in the offseason. We can create stuff, but it's better when stuff happens and we get to react to it. Um, you know I had a big weekend. I'm still kind of recovering from that. You could hear it in my voice a little bit, a little raspy, which I kind of like. I kind of feel like I'm a lead singer of a rock band, and I'm hot, and my name's Zach Esposito. But look, let's talk some baseball. Let's get into it a little bit. I want to ask you one question, though, before we start. Sure. How you feeling, big dog? Mm. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. We uh we have a lot going on behind the scenes at at John Boy Media. Some really exciting stuff that'll be coming to the forefront in the next month or two. I'm going to St. Lulu, St. Lucia, on Friday. So I'm a what? I'm a cool boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So am I doing the show? Me and BBD Friday. Uh, we don't do a Friday. We don't record on Fridays, season, so that's huge. Um. <laughs> But uh, Monday, I think you. I think I believe Jimmy will Jimmy's be going to be on that episode. If not, we might need nah. to get you. We might need to get you a friend. We'll see. Uh, so I'm excited for that. It's supposed to be nice beach, but there's also like hiking and stuff. That was kind of the game plan. Uh, so getting ready for that, and then uh, I mean, just put it all out there a little bit. Baseball's hot in the streets. Uh, there's rumors around our Yankees. Uh, oh my God! JV, Rumor. everyone's drinking that Kool Aid. But Trev, I do. Before we start talking about some of the good baseball action, because there's a uh, Brios extension was fun, and then Syndergaard right after that. You need to tell the people a little bit about your past few days because there is some baseball tied to it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to Hollywood Trev you under the bus, but you had a nice couple days. I did. I talked about it a little bit on baseball today with C. Rose. Go check that out. But I, I said there, I said, this was probably one of the most fun weekends I've ever had. Uh, we had a really fun crew. We, we flew up to San Francisco uh, to go to the Monday night game. We stayed in the city for two days. And you know what, man? San Francisco was kind of electric. Mm. It was good to get in, in the city vibe. You know I'm a city guy. Yeah. I'm a, New York streets and I, we get together. And we have a great time. San Francisco is a, a mini little big city, if you will. So we had good times. We went out, had good dinners. I did get to hang with Gabe. Uh, we went to the stadium, uh, mostly for the rest of our crew that was with us. They had a really good time just like walking around the field. Jimmy and, did have a question you, about that that I want to relay. Yeah. Was was Gabe just like working at the stadium and he said, come through or were you like, Gabe, I'm coming through. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll let you in the back door. What happened? Uh, I, I talked to him beforehand. I said, I got a group coming up. Uh, I actually said like, is there any way we can, you can just have security, let us in. We'll walk around a little bit, but, uh, we met for coffee in the morning. Then we walked over together. Uh, I got the vibe of the giants. I think that was the coolest thing for me. Uh, was we talk about them all the time, and I know Gabe, uh, but we're from afar. We're, none of us have watched the game in San Francisco. I got to go in and, and kind of meet some of the clubhouse guys and just see what his what his clubhouse is like, and it's awesome, man. The way they're doing things over there is really fun. He gave us some explanations. He actually asked me not to share a lot of the stuff that he told. Okay. Um, I, I it's sort of proprietary, if you will, yeah. what they're doing. Uh, but 
great times. Gabe was in rare form. He's a hot boy. I took one of the best pictures I think I ever took with him. And I, yes. I don't think that's getting talked about enough. Me standing toe to toe with Gabe Kapler gave me a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence, but you're right. It was a great weekend. Tough football game for us and yeah. the Rams family. But uh, again, just an, an awesome weekend. Happy for That's you. That's it. How you doing, BBD? Doing really well. I mean, speaking of things that can make you feel awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, Tell me. Before we talk about some of the baseball stuff. And, yeah, Trev, I actually got in the weeds. You know, the Rams, they lost one of their corners. That changed all the defensive matchups, so it wasn't yours or Matt Stafford's fault. But if you want to feel awesome, you should go to Bespoke Post, people. Hello. Ooh. New partner on the TB show. Bespoke Post, I just got my box of awesome. Trevor is about to get his box yes. of awesome. I mean, I'm going to break. I don't know. Am I supposed to reveal everything? Um, oh, BBD's bringing some of it. So the first thing I open, how about this Jackhawk 3000? Bang. This what? is in the studio. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. is this company? Where, what Be is this? <laughs> Bespoke Post. Trev, it's basically Yeah, I don't like, feel safe. It's basically, it's a man box. Um, and you're saying, Jake, you know, maybe that's not for me. Let's go more to the Trevor Plouffe, Jake Storielli side of things. You're going to like this. Okay. You're flying like up knives. to you're flying up to San Fran for the weekend. You're yeah, going to yeah, see your yeah. friend Gabe. Yeah. How about the little weekender travel bag? Oh. Yep. Oh, this is like okay, yeah. all sorts of goodies yes. from knives to bags. What what's next? This is like how to become a man. They they got some drink stuff in there. Um man to get started, they want you to go to boxofawesome.com and what you do, Trev, is you take a quiz. You fill out the quiz, you know, and then Bespoke okay. Post meets your needs to get you the right box of awesome. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs 45 bucks when you want one, but it has $70 worth of gear inside. Uh, and you're supporting small business. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small and up-and-coming brand so, to get 20% okay. off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com, enter the code TALKING at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code TALKING, 20% off your first box. Get some, get some stuff, man. I will say this. Yeah. Box of Awesome doesn't sound like you need to be a guy to go shop at Bespoke. Like, if you're a woman, go ahead. If you identify as somewhere in between. Go ahead. I'll get you the items that, based on your survey answers and everything, yeah. it's going to be what you find awesome. I yeah, like I mean, the and let's be honest. Like, so some people, and BBD came out with the knife because it's the most dramatic. But, like, this bag I'm going to use. Um, and that's the whole thing. They have a wide spectrum of stuff to tailor to yourself. What am I going to get? Take the quiz. We'll get you whatever you want. Okay. Box of I'm curious. Awesome. I'm curious what my quiz is going to end up with. Me too. Me too. Okay. Is it going to end up go with... Go to boxofawesome.com and find out. Is it going to end up with uh, your good friend Jose Barrios with nine mm. figures in the in the bank account? I've been trying to tell you guys about this guy. Yeah. i trying to tell you guys about him. You want to start there? Seven years, 131? I think so, because um, we're cron pod. So baseball stuff this episode. I mean, we're, we'll talk about the pitchers who have gone in the pitching market a little bit. Maybe we'll talk about the guys that'll sign before the December first kind of timeline. Also, we had some awards and stuff. Snakes in the chat. Um, and Snakes there was, in the chat. There was one other baseball thing that I wanted to cover with everyone. We'll we'll pop up into it, but because uh, we are a cron pod. We had a nice little baseball. You're right. In the offseason, we don't know when we're going to get the news, especially yeah. are we going to be a labor pod? Um, is there going to be no news? How's, how's baseball going to handle it? Jose Barrios gets a big boy extension, Trev. Uh, your guy, teammates from Minnesota. Uh, where'd the final numbers land? Uh, seven years, 131. Yeah. Whoops. For Essentially... 
because he had one year of arbitration left. You, you can p- pencil in for $10 million, $12 million. It ends up being like a 6-120 extension, free agent signing, essentially, which I think, you know, back in the day, like I always associated $20 million bucks with like that was the top end starting pitcher. That's not the case anymore. Like that's – I think this is a team-friendly deal. I really do. Jose Brios is still 27 years old. He works harder than anybody in the big leagues. And that's just like, he doesn't just hop on IG and say, I'm working hard. No hashtag, no offseason, which by the way, I think is absolutely ridiculous. You're literally in the offseason. Don't tell me there's no offseason. You're in the offseason. Anyways, if anyone could say that, it's Jose Brios. The guy works hard. And a couple of people have said this, and I agree with them. I think there's still room for growth. Like, I don't think he's done getting better. And I've kind of been saying that for a while. Like, he, there's potential to be an ace with with him. And I think that still rings true. The floor, though, the floor is so high with him that this is the guy you pay that money to. And you have – it's like a no-brainer for the Jays to do this. So, yes, Barrios – 131 million. He's probably somewhere close to 150, 160 in career earnings now. The guy's paid. He deserves every penny of it. But for the Jays, this is an extremely smart move. They have the young core. They need to retain some pitching. So they go out and get a guy who, again, is only 27 years old. And he works. And he works. I love it for both sides. Absolutely love this for both sides. I think, you know, when we talk free agents and signings. I, I think the floor is interesting there because we talk about baseball being the sport of highs and lows and, you know, uh, DJ LeMahieu got hurt this year and his numbers were were pretty down. And you, you see guys, you know, anything can happen. Cody Bellinger, guy's got an MVP in the bag. Jose Barrios, when you take out his rookie season, which is going back to 2016 now, he was a 22-year-old. Trevor Plouffe was his teammate. 14 starts in <laughs> 8 ERA. Uh, he got rocked as a rookie. Good. A lot of guys do. Since then, he hasn't missed a start. 133 games started. A 3.74 ERA. I mean, that is, like, that's almost doesn't happen anymore. Uh, to be that healthy and that consistent. I do think, uh, and where we've, I think Barrios, anybody has the potential to get better. Um whether baseball, any sport, life. How about that? Uh, spirit talk with Jake. He hasn't really taken that like next woe step. We haven't seen the the ERA try to really get sub three that type of deal. But if it never does that, if he sits, you know, he finished this year three five two thirty two starts, especially in Toronto with what that ball team is ball team is ball team is offensively. Um, I mean, this this guy's a stud. I do think he has a chance to become a a solid two. I don't know about a one. But either way, if this guy's in your rotation, which he's proven he will be, you should expect him to be good. Um, he's, he's already a solid two. Like, I'm in on that. I'm sold on that. Okay. And you start, you start to think about the options they have there. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Nate Pearson. Is he going to just be in the bullpen are they going to try I I assume he'll continue to try to be a starter but you got a guy like Manoa coming up boom there is a piece he's cheap they might I guarantee they start throwing some offers to him say well you want to bite at this you want 40 million bucks guaranteed here you go that Barrios hopefully they go try to sign Ray I think they're gonna have a hard time getting him back there I really do I think he's just gonna chase the bag which he should but you got to have pieces, and Brios is an excellent piece to, you know, be part of your rotation. Yeah, and it, it even on the Robbie Ray side of that, by, you know, they're not running the risk of Brios having an incredible 2022 campaign, and then he hits free agency, and he might just yeah. go to the highest bidder. Or, and this is where I want to have a talk with Blue Jays fans, and Trev, I, I think you'll you'll be able to speak on it better than me. I like that they locked up Brios. They traded for him. Um, you know, they gave up some real prospect capital to get him, and then they lock him up and they keep him in-house and everything we just said about him. I personally 
and this is just an opinion, and it very well could be wrong, but Blue Jay fans were getting mad at me. I do think this limits the Jays to bring back, like, one more big free agent contract. Um, they signed George Springer the other year. They signed Ryu the year before that. And eventually, you know, they, Blue Jay fans were telling me, like, Ryu comes off the books in 2023. Well, by then you should be eyeing Vladdy and Bo and some of these young guys. So it's not a shot at Blue Jays fans who were giving me the whole – Yankee fans don't think anyone has money. The Rodgers are, are rich. I'm sure they are. But there's other things tied into Toronto, including high tax rate and, I don't want this to be shots fired, but living in Toronto is a big deal for a lot of American ballplayers and international ballplayers. I don't think it's a deterrent, though, in free agency. Like uh, You're talking taxes. I think that's more of a, a deterrent than living in Toronto. Toronto is awesome. Right. You do have to go through customs. I understand that, but it's pretty easy when you're a ball player. The travel's not great. Take that into consideration. Um, but it's not too different than, you know, it's not Seattle. Seattle's the worst. But Toronto is in a very, very good spot, like an incredibly good spot. They're going to have one of those awesome problems where they don't know who to keep. Like they're going to have a bunch of guys that are going to need to get paid. And I think that's that's a sign that your organization is kind of in a sweet spot. So I think this, I don't know, I just, I, I feel really confident about the Blue Jays over the next five years. Four to five years, I think they're like we're going to be talking a lot if we haven't already been a lot about the Blue Jays. Yeah, and I, I guess that's where they, they could have had the Cy Young and the AL MVP. Right, like they should have had both of those. It's just Shohei time. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, I'm very interested to see how Robbie Ray's free agency goes and Simeon. And I, I guess. Hey, Toronto fans, if I'm wrong, I'm super willing to be wrong. I'm great at being wrong. I'm That's like one of my strengths in life. Uh, but Simeon, who had a monster year last year, is still a free agent. Robbie Ray, who is going to win the Cy Young tonight, I believe, um, and a lot of people believe, like he could also be gone. And even if you re-sign those guys, which are going to be two monster contracts, which they could, and kudos to Toronto if they do. I just don't know what you're adding on top of that in in this free agency. I, I don't know. I, I guess if that's coming off weird, uh, sorry, Blue Jays fans. Um, and if they go and make three, four moves, then I'll be sitting here, you know, tight butthole because the Jays probably have a really good chance to win the East. Essentially, they just they need pitching. Like they don't need any more bats. I don't think that they're going to be looking for that. Maybe of of a, a value play, a bargain play, a utility type person. But it's pitching. I think they can make. I think they can go out and swing another contract. It it might not be one of the top top guys. I mean, honestly, maybe Strowman ends up back there. It'd be interesting possibilities. I don't think he's going to break the bank. Break the bank. I think that's kind of what they'll be looking for. We're like, it, you know, they won't be going top tier free agent pitcher, but I guess Stroman kind of is. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see with Toronto. I guess in my head, you know, if they sign Robbie Ray and Simeon, they essentially have the same team from last year. You have a healthy Springer, which is impactful. And Cavan was out for a little bit. Bo and Vlad, all those guys are sneaking closer to their prime. So I get it. There's still a recipe there. But there's also a chance that Cy Young winner Robbie Ray isn't back or Simeon or whatever it is. So we'll see what it is for Blue Jays fans. Good job for Barrios. Um, that's a big boy contract. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, dinner on him when we run into him. Uh, the other news that broke right after that, Trev, uh, was the Noah Syndergaard news, which I think really... I mean, the Angels and their pitching stuff, uh, the Mets being tied into it, Cindergard, his social presence, his his follicle presence, his hair. Did I do that right? Yeah. Follicles tied to hair, right? Um, he signs for one, one for 21? One for 21. Um, 
Trev, I, I should do a Doug and Muggs ad read before we do that. So for Trevor Plouffe's take, you're going to have to wait for this. Or what you can do just to get it over with, while Trevor Plouffe talks to whatever maintenance is going on at his house, guys, do me a favor. I'm going to do it with you. Text BFCM. Bo, uh, what's a MLB player whose name starts with F? Frank Schwindel. Bo Frank Uh. C. What's a good C one? Chris Chisholm. Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm. And Marcus Simeon. BFCM. I believe it stands for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Well, we're a baseball if show. If that's easier for the people. Text BFCM to 85311 to enter dugout mugs. Is that like Christmas. whips and chains or something? Ooh, Christmas giveaway. Uh,. Dugout Mugs is giving away stuff, autograph stuff from Mariano Rivera, Pudge Rodriguez, Juan Soto, and many more. Uh, so they're doing this. They're announcing it on their social media, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, BFCM to 85311. Um, and follow Dugout Mugs on all social media. So they'll hook that up for you. They've also got crazy deals going on. We love Dugout Mugs. I'm drinking from the metal right now. Trev's got his knobby. Knobby. Ooh, I got a metal, Coach, I got a metal one sent out to me. There. Spilled just a little bit uh, So Trev Noah Syndergaard One of the guys that we debated Is he going to sign the qualifying offer To build himself up uh, He turns that down He gets $3 million more To go to LAAA um, I'll, I'll just kick it to you Everyone who's getting their tweets off And everything Where where do you stand on this A, a day or two later Uh Couple things. I think one, it was an expensive price to pay for Noah Syndergaard. Uh, we have the twenty-one million dollars. It's a one-year deal. I'm on record as saying you can't really have a bad one-year deal. So I don't think it's a bad deal. I'm just saying it's expensive because you had to give a draft pick up as well. Put those two things together, you're starting to say, okay, that's a hefty price for a guy that's probably going to give us, if we're lucky, 150 innings. And you know, we're hoping he's good in those 150 innings. I think if you get those, like you'll be happy. I'll say this though. You have to be happy for the angels. We've been asking them year after year after year, go get some starters. Like we, we wanted them to sign some big long-term deals with guys. This isn't that, but at least it's a step in the right direction. I think this is the first of many moves they're going to have to make. So you have to, you can't, we as media people, members talking baseball, can't yell at the Angels to go sign pitchers and then be mad when they sign a pitcher. So I think this is good for the Angels. I think, you know, I know Thor. And the way I talk about Jose Barrios and his work ethic, I've heard similar things about Thor. So you like that. You like to hear that. Now, the injury history is different because Barrios has made all his starts and Thor has only pitched, like I said, two innings in two years. But I'm happy for the Angels. I'm happy for Thor. It's a good deal for him. He gets a little bit more. He gets to have his possibly his bounce back campaign. And then for the Angels also, if you see what you if you like what you see early on, maybe you try to work a deal out and and, and hold him for a few more years. Uh, so I'm happy. I'm happy for the Angels. This is a step in the right direction. I'm happy for Trout. I'm happy for Otani and Rendon and all those guys over there. They need it. They need it. What do you got? Trev, I, I liked a lot of what you said. I mean, we can't, we cannot shame the Los Angeles Angels who have been. It's literally become a pitching joke with them for going out and getting getting a pitcher. Um, the biggest winner is Thor. He had a one year offer for eighteen million. Uh, the qualifying offer eighteen four. He basically, I mean, making some assumptions, but they're not big assumptions. That he told his agent, hey. I want to rebuild to get that big contract. We talked about that one of the last episodes. So if someone will give me one year for more money, I'm in. So the Angels, who are always in need of pitching, they decide to do it. Now, there's risk that comes with it on both their sides a little bit. I mean, Thor, it's got to be a little nervous. I mean, you know, you're going through a contract year on a team that uh, has historically has struggled with pitching. And, you know, you're going to be coming off Tommy John. I know we, we originally deep dove on this for the Yankees and Kluber last year, or I think, Tyone. 
I th- I thought it was because of Severino. Or maybe Sevy. Because he's coming off TJ. I think somebody said it was so, on the Sevy. So P- we, we might have to bring that to talking baseball at some point. Because, you know, over the past 10 years, the pitchers coming off TJ in their first full year pitching, it's, it's not impressive. So the Angels, in that way, they're putting themselves out for more risk. Um, but... They do it. The Mets, I know Mets fans are hurting. Syndergaard is kind of one of their guys, that Generation K. Um, And supposedly the Mets are supposed to be big players in free agency, and currently they are without Syndergaard and Stroman, who are supposed to be, you know, mainstays in your rotation if they're there. So for the Angels, I think the going away statement is this can't be the last move. Um, You need at least another starting pitcher, a high-end starting pitcher, and, honestly, another flyer on another guy. Right now, their starting five is uh, Shohei, Cindergard, Patrick Sandoval, who I think you can have, that's a guy you can have in your rotation. Jose Suarez, he's young. Maybe he figures it out. Uh, Jaime Berea, I don't know. Um, also young, Packy Naughton threw the ball for them this year. Oh, my God. Either way, you need another bona fide starting pitcher. If they do that, this, the conversation's never been about the lineup. If Shohei, if Trout, Jared Walsh broke out, Rendon, mm-hmm. Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele are legit prospects. I mean, David Fletcher, everyone's favorite. Like, that lineup can do it. It's always been the pitching. So if they get one more bona fide guy and then maybe a flyer, you take these guys serious. I am going to laugh if this is it. Yes. If this is it, they're the yes. Mets of the West. Yes. This can't be it. But you know what? There's just not a lot out there. You're talking high-end, high-end starters, the guys that you want them to go get. You got Gossman. You got Robbie Ray. Then who do you have? Marcus Stroman. You have Scherzer. They got to go get – they have to go get – Grinky. Grinky. I mean, you know. I don't put it – I think those four guys right there, and I don't know if I'm missing somebody. I might be. I'll get in there real quick. You got to go get one of those guys. There's an argument for Rodon the year he's coming off of, but there's some injury risk. Yeah. I think, yeah, they got to go get one of those guys. Whether it's Scherzer, whether it's Ray, whether it's Gossman, you're going to have to pay up. I know that, you know, they just got one big contract off the books, and now they're going to probably have to load another one on that's going to be years and a lot of money but I, I just think they they have to do it and perry knows that and you know nate's in the chat right now telling us about how they drafted a zillion they only yeah. drafted pitchers in the draft or some shit like that and they did some front office moves with the you know pitching related moves but i ain't gonna believe it until i see it that's just how it is you got actions baby actions yeah, and we um, you know, we we kind of had a laugh the other day. Me, Trev, John recorded something that'll be our Thanksgiving episode. I guess we can announce it. The All JM team will be announced. Mm. Um, it's a long episode. We really went for it. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend with it. Um, and then I think what we were also laughing at is we kind of never fully broke down the free agency pool with you guys. I know Trev just talked about the starting pitchers a little bit. I think where we should land on that is when December 1st comes and guys can't sign anymore, then we can kind of do our the rest of our guesses and stuff like that, a little bit of a cheat sheet. You are right, Trev, and I guess it's I got excited uh, with Brother Jeff when he was on the other day. The amount of teams that are supposedly in on making big moves, it kind of goes back to that, was it 2019 when we were talking about like, whoa, there's 20 teams competing, this is awesome. The big teams are in, and you're right. Like, the Mets, like, if Stroman and Syndergaard are gone, they need kind of one of these potential big free agents. Stroman, Kershaw, Robbie Ray, Gossman, Rodon. Um, do you mix? Do you put John Gray in there? I don't know. Um, Anaheim, they need more pitching. The Dodgers always want to sign guys. The Yankees always want to sign guys. Verlander, Detroit wants to sign guys. Uh, everyone wants Texas to be real. They're not. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, the San Francisco Giants are supposed to be players. People are rumor mill with Scherzer going there. So, like, there are big market teams that need some of these 
people are going to get left out of the dance, and I guess yes. that's where, just like you said, if the Angels go along this post the this off season and they miss on Ray Gossman, um, Scherzer, whoever it is, uh, and you know their next move is a a Rich Hill or a Kluber or something like that, then we will be here saying same old Angels. Yeah, we'll see if. Even if the even if even if Verlander comes over, mm. and whatever his deal is going to be, what do they have him slotted? Is he like a two year, fifty guy or something like that? Like, is that what he's trying to get? What are we doing? Everyone's that? guessing every, two forty, two fifty. Like every, every tweet just says two for forty, but that's also Yankee fans just tweeting. So I don't even like know if I love that for them. Nate Nate Steele's yelling at me in the chat, telling me aren't. They're already making their actions have already started. I'm talking about big league level actions, right? So they need to go more on that. Um, I don't know. I'm happy for him. It's a good start. How about that? Let's assume it's a good start. Mets fans, it hurts. I know Jolly Olive, Blevin, Shea Station. Um, they've been having a bad time between the Braves' postseason run and now Cindergard's out and Stroman's a free agent and they're. GM Conf- stuff was Conforto a mess. Conforto could could be gone. The GM stuff. They signed Billy Epler. How yeah. about it? Has it been like announced yet? There's a lot of people mad at Epler already, and he's like he hasn't officially become GM yet. Shut up. We won't get too messy as a getsy. Um, Trev, I guess w- one of the overlying things so far, though, and you haven't gotten to talk Erod yet, so I'll let you let out any of your thoughts on there. Five for seventy-seven. We already did it, but you got you got a strong, powerful voice. Um, it looks like the boys are getting paid, Trev. Sorry, I had to unmute my mic. I got okay. the landscapers here. It's Wednesday. People know about this. Yeah. Uh, Erod, I'm happy for him. Yes, the people are getting paid for the reason that you're talking about, Jake, is there are some players looking for – I mean, starting pitchers are always going to get paid, especially if you're at the top of the heap. So, like, that's never going to change. Uh, but it is nice to have several teams in on it, especially big market teams. I think there's going to be some trades going down too, so we have to think about that too. The Angels might be able to swing some stuff. I don't know how good their farm system is, if they have enough to go get somebody. Um, but yeah, Erod to the the Tigers, I think that's a signal move for them. Like, hey, we're not done. We're getting started. We think our window's about to open. It's a weak, weak AL Central. We know that. White Sox, good. Everyone else, kind of stagnant. So it makes sense for them now that they have their guys. You know, they have the young starting pitchers there, um, bringing in Erod to kind of solidify that rotation. They have some young hitters coming up. There are a lot of things that are going on in Detroit that people are going to like. I think Correa going there would be, like, freaking awesome for them. I think that's a rumor. That's stuff happening. Um, But, yes, Getting paid. Good. I think we're going to see some a flurry of action before this December 1st deadline. Um, and I hope we get some more clarity before then because it's fun to talk about it. And by the way, we, we kind of got lost in it because free agency started going. The qualifying offer players have to make their decision by today, 5 p.m. Um, so we will have updates on, I, I think, the only borderline guys left uh, Brandon Belt, what does he want to do? He probably wants free agency. Rysel Iglesias and those Angels. Um, like, don't want to be rude to the Angels if he accepts it. I wonder if that changes their budget at all because that's 18.4 for next year um, for your closer. So we'll see if anything comes out on that. A lot of the other guys, Freeman, Correa, Simeon, um, aren't too borderline on that. Um and yeah, the the other thing that's kind of exciting, and I I think you know we'll go the rest of the way, and see where where me and Trev land. The forty man stuff is coming up. Uh, forty man deadline is on Friday. Which, if you're if you're kind of a casual fan that listens to us, um, hey, thanks, uh, love you. And you hear forty man, and you kind of get daunted if you just watch your team and you're like, I love Goldie and Arenado. Uh, and Tyler O'Neill, that's my thick king. But you're, you know, you're not into the last guy in the bullpen and stuff. Well, uh, I ask you to get into it a little because it's important and it dictates the moves. And I think we will see that in the next forty-eight hours or so. That 
Teams protect guys on their 40-man, some of their young prospects. There's rules around it. We won't fully deep dive, but it's a couple years after you're drafted or if you've been in their minor league system for so long. And then that leads to the Rule 5 draft where a team can take a chance on a guy. If they stay on the roster the whole year, they're theirs. Um, that's the abbreviated so version. If your team it. doesn't protect a guy, you can potentially lose them for nothing. So teams will protect the guys they don't want to risk losing. So, what we often see is a lot of teams will make trades around this time of year. So, if you're a team that has a lot of prospects that could be vulnerable or lost in the Rule 5 draft, you might as well package a couple together and move them for something. That's where a lot of these Maddles and Yankees rumors are coming from, and Yankees fans run hot. We know that. Um, but uh, your team could be making making news in the next Couple days too So I don't know Trev do you want to give A couple 40 man thoughts Because you said You know that is a special day For a ball player um, I don't know if you want to Cover that part yeah. of it And then we'll do We'll do kind of What we should expect In the next couple weeks Just personally For ball players 40 man roster One means you are Finally protected By the players association So you have someone Bargaining for your rights Number two You start to make A little bit more scratch In the minor leagues We know The pay is bad once you get put on the 40-man, there are, there are uh, a floor of what you can get paid and you move up every year. But it just gives you – you're one step closer to being on a major league roster because obviously you know you have to be put on the 40-man to get the call up. Uh, so that's nice. And then it also starts uh, your, your clock. You know, like I talked to someone uh, earlier today. He's finally out of options. He's been on the 40-man roster but he's out of options, and it kind of forces now his organization's hand. Like, hey, I got to be on the big league roster or you're going to lose me. Kind of the same situation with 40-man guys. Put me on the 40-man roster, or you could expose me to the Rule 5 draft, and I could go somewhere else. So there's going to be some guys getting protected today. that That's going to make them happy. And there's going to be some guys that are going to be left off, and initially they might be sad, but maybe it's a chance for them to go to a new organization that you know will value their services a little more. So it's it's a big day for minor leaguers. So good luck to all the guys out there. And the Rule 5 draft is really cool. There's been a lot of great stories for that. Uh, Johan Santana, Rule 5 guy. Remember him? Pretty yeah, good. Not bad. There's a lot of stories like that um, about this Rule 5 draft. Uh, so, you know, yeah, casual baseball fans probably don't need to pay attention to it. But if you're in it, like, go check who your team protected or if they didn't protect or if they went and stole somebody from another organization because there's a lot of instances where you can say like, Hey, you guys gave us that player for 25 grand in the rule five and it's awesome. And I wouldn't be shocked. We, the, the biggest player this year was Garrett Whitlock, uh, in the Red Sox bullpen impact piece, a big part of their season. Um, and man, I, I'm surprised more players or more teams don't take a chance on it. Cause the worst case it's 25 can you have to return a player where if you find a Garrett Whitlock or a pitcher you take a chance on. I mean, that's you now have them for six years or whatever. So uh, we'll see what comes in that in the next couple of days. Could be a couple of trades. Um, and it's, you know, it's guys taking a bet. Organizations taking a bet on a guy, and you can take a bet on anything at DraftKings. And Trev, Ploof, the profit, uh, I'm up to bat today. Not as significant. Uh but the Cy Young voting comes out tonight. I'm rooting for you, baby. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for me, too. Uh, Corbin Burns, I told everyone before the year, plus 4,000. That was my long shot. Sprinkle a little cheddar. Uh, we find out tonight. It's down to him. I think it's down to him and Scherzer. Uh, but Bueller's around it, too. Wheeler, also in the mix. It's going to be a funky vote. That's where I'm ready to get my heart broken. I, A lot of the people are expecting, like, the top one of those years where the number one first place vote getter isn't necessarily the winner. Uh, we'll see what happens. You can be a winner at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're doing their $1 on either team to score bet, which will happen. So basically, you're getting $100 in free bets when a team scores, you score. DraftKings still has their daily fantasy sports contests. If sports betting isn't legal in your state yet, and it will be one day. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. 
promo code JOMBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gaming prom? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, Trev. Can I tell you something? Yes. Akil Badu. We missed him. Yeah. Cool five guy. Yeah. Think, think the twins would have liked him? Um, Probably. Yeah. And late night Lamont, they messed that up. That's another 40-man decision. Whoops. Yeah. And those 40-man decisions, they also, like a lot of this year's trade deadline, people get ahead of it. Like all, I think all the prospects the Yankees traded for the most part were I'll say guys this. that were going to come up. We get a lot of comments that are, you know, you guys have kind of rejuvenated our love for the game and stuff, and those are our favorite comments. Like, they, they really are. Um, if you're, you know, a person that's – you know, started watching your team again every night or whatever it is. Get into the forty man stuff. It's it's significant in how how the wheels turn in baseball. Um, so that'll be coming up. Something else that I think we all forgot and I think is a good talking point. Manny Pena. Manny hey. Pena signs with the Braves. How about that? Uh, a little two for eight, right? Four mil per year. Um, <laughs> and. It's so funny, man. We we try to tell you guys a lot, and it's it's just a tough thing to process. The catching pool, man, it's thin. Uh, I think it's real thin. After Manny Pena signed, I believe the rest of the catching free agents combined for a negative war. Um, we got to give a shout out to our guy because we we saw the same thing. Our guy Devin Fink. Yes. Writes for Fangraphs. He put that tweet out. Uh, so shout out, go follow him, Devin Fink. I think that's how you say it. I, I like Devon, him. which I like more. I like him. Um, yeah. So here's if you're say that again though for the say that again though for the people. Ev- the remaining catchers in this free agency pool have a negative <laughs> four, and that's where I. Uh, so hey, part of the. Part of the reason I enjoyed and believed in myself in getting into podcasting, I listened to a lot of the uh, Bill Simmons stuff and Ryan Rossillo, and they're so Boston, and part of it drove me nuts that they compared everything to Boston. But for this one, I do have to do another New York comparison. Yankees fans hate Gary Sanchez. Hate him. Trevor Plouffe's his coach. And they say, I'm a Yankee fan, and I like him, so. Let's bring in another catcher. Well, here are your options. 34-year-old Jan Gomes, who actually had a pretty solid 2021. A one-and-a-half war season, good for Jan, still doing it. Uh, my Brazilian king. Chirinos, 38 for next year. Racked up half a war. Uh, Luke Molly, he was the third catcher in Mil- Milwaukee this year. Uh, Steven Vogt, everyone's favorite, uh, so won't say anything. Pedro Severino, love him, negative war. Tony Walters, Roberto Perez, Austin Romine, Wilson Ramos, Suzuki. Our guy Drew Bue, love him. Um, could frame the shit out of a pitch. I love Drew Bue. Uh, but it just goes, if you're someone at, at home and you're screaming like, we need to upgrade our catcher position, depending who you got, I don't know. I don't know if it's out there. That's why, I mean, look, that's why you saw teams aggressive in the trade market already. Where did Tucker go? Where did he go? Tucker Barnhart to Detroit. Detroit. To Detroit. Awesome. Yeah. Great move. Like, yeah. their front office is ready. They're, they're, do we have a, a Roman ad? Because they're Roman freaking ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Free ad. They've You're got, welcome, Roman. got young pitchers coming up and all that that he's going to help, too. Like, Gosh, do I like too. the Tigers now? I think you love the Tigers. Especially once they sign Correa. I hate your uniforms. I hate them. <laughs> They're the worst. But you guys are, I like the direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess with all of that, a little catcher rant there for no reason. Uh, Trev, I keep saying December 1st, which we're about two weeks away from now. Um, that's kind of the... Are we calling it the lockout date? Because it's not the lockout date, but it is. But lock- it's the, we're in this. It's the expiration date of the C- current CBA. The expiration date of the current CBA. Trev, we've seen it from a lot of the tweets. We see teams being aggressive because I think for them it's one less thing. 
and in a way deadlines get stuff done. What are you expecting in in the next two weeks? Where you're you said you're expecting some trades. I think you could tie that to the forty man. There's a lot of rumors around there. I think we're gonna see some free agents drop, but I I can't if, tell if, you who. If I'm a free agent, I with the uncertainty surrounding the CBA negotiations, I would look to sign before. Yeah. Now I know you might leave some money on the table. I mean, you might not, you know, that's not for certain, but what is for certain is that you're going to get your guaranteed money. Okay. Like if if this CBA comes and there's some stipulations about floors and ceilings and all this stuff, like maybe there's a chance that free agency spending goes down. I mean, that's not the plan. Like the players association's job is to make sure the salaries continue to rise. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying like, I would want that security before we go into what's possibly going to happen, a lockout. I don't think there's going to be a strike or we're not going to play baseball in 2022, but like given the, you know, that we have 14 days left before the CBA expires, like there's a possibility there's a lockout and people don't need to freak out about this. A lockout doesn't mean a strike. A lockout just means there's no agreement. Right. And here we are. So I don't want people to freak out about it, but if I'm a free agent and this is maybe because (laughs) I'm a wuss, but I'd rather be guaranteed. I'll I'll give you this example, and why I say this is probably why I'm talking about it right now. Is Christian Yelich signed his extension like four days before the world shut down with the pandemic? Right now, obviously, he didn't know. We had some. I knew coronavirus was coming. You guys didn't. No, I was trying to warn you. you but he gets this deal four days before uh, the shutdown. The financial landscape of 2020 is completely different after those four days. So, like he. I mean, timing couldn't have been better for him. And I think I'd approach it almost the same way if I was a free agent right now. It's really interesting. I mean, I I think... So here's what I can do with context clues. I think we're going to see more pitchers go because a certain bar has been set between Erod and Syndergaard. um, I think pitchers can kind of figure out where they are in that. Now, uh, does that mean... does that mean Rodon? Does that mean a guy like Steven Matz? I, I think you could see some of those start to go down because kind of the market's been set there. And I think the other thing that's kind of an interesting plot twist to think of, you know, we normally, when we think of ball players and athletes a lot, we normally jump to the 1%, like the Scherzer types. I guess if you're Scherzer, you're in no rush, right? Like, and he's... I, I guess, Trev, help me with this, because we see the picture of Scherzer going to D.C., and he's got the suit on, and we we talked about that on an episode of Talking Baseball. He represents the players. He's high up at the union. Is he a president? Is he a vice president? Um, he He's up there. Yeah, I, he's probably definitely on the bargaining committee, um, and he's probably one of, you know, a top guy yeah, for the players, yes. I, I don't know exactly what uh, his title would be. So for him... I. I guess, is there anything interesting for him? Is he just waiting for the best offer of three years? I mean, he probably knows the one or two teams he wants to go to. Like, what's... I don't know. Can you help me with that? One second. Trevor's mowing his... Oh, and he's shaving his... Oop. Manscaped. Just keep talking. Okay. Uh, Trevor will help us out with that in a minute. I guess the other side of the coin there is the hitters. Um, we haven't had a hitter sign yet. Manny Pena, which is a catcher, which, again, should almost be considered as a totally different position because it is. Um, I guess that's what's going to be interesting. Everyone's talked about the big short stops. That's been the hottest topic of this this offseason. I don't know if any of those chips are going to fall because Correa kind of has to set the market there. So maybe if Correa does, you could see a mad dash for the other guys. Um, it's gonna. We haven't seen a hitter sign yet, so one someone's gonna have to start setting the bar somewhere. Um, Trev, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm. You know what I'm combating on Wednesdays. Yeah. So uh, as far as Scherzer, you're talking about. Is he gonna wait it out? Is he gonna try to sign before? That's the question. I guess like. Is he in any rush to get it before this December 1st deadline? A, knowing he can get signed whenever he wants. 
Uh, B, being a part of the kind of the upcoming negotiations to agree. I, I don't know. How does that affect him? I see what you're saying. Like, is he going to like insider trade this thing? <laughs> I don't before? know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think you're right when you said he doesn't have to worry about that. And, and the big, the big name guys, they've never had to worry about free agency right. and where the market is because people want those players. Big, big market players are fine. And, and guys making a minimum are fine. It's the middle class that, you know, that's what really, um, the players association is having to fight for to keep these guys. Like it seems right now, if you really look around the league and there are articles uh, about this right now out, I think a guy, uh, Travis Sodchik wrote an article about uh, how there's more players in MLB making a minimum than any other sport. And our minimum is lower than any other of the four major sports in North America. So teams are really trying to get the high end players and then supplement the rosters with guys. They're not paying a lot. So Scherzer doesn't have to worry about, when he signs or anything like that, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see, man. I think we are going to see a flurry of action before the December 1st um, expiration date, 100%. Whether it's trades, whether it's free agency, I, I think we're going to see that. We'll see a lull during the holidays. Like That's kind of just how it goes in general anyway. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we're sitting here in February still banging out this CBA mm-hmm. and people are wondering when spring training is going to start and all that stuff. I think there's a chance that that definitely happens. Although, like I said, I'm pretty adamant about there'll be April 1st, 2022. Baseball will be just fine. Started. We'll have an agreement by then. I like that. Uh, and, yeah, I know people were excited to get our labor pot on. Uh, Trev is going to start casting his lines uh, in the labor pod world, so we can start getting our updates there. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I do think we're going to have December, January, and probably early February to talk about it. Uh, it's so funny, this sport, man, that everyone's pretty much already mentally said like, oh yeah, we'll figure it out by spring training. <laughs> See you then. Uh, for this. We're, I mean, dude, the, what we just went through with COVID yeah. and then... It's we've we've seen the negotiations. They're not pretty. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. The sides are far apart. There's a lot of ground to be made up, and neither side wants to budge. Joe Torrey came on towing this lab and basically <laughs> said, like both sides need to put the game at the forefront of the negotiations. What's good for the game? That ain't happening. Yeah. Like I I know he's just, that's wishful thinking, and that's basically what Joe is saying is like they need to be doing that. He also knows that's just not happening. There is. I mean, the animosity between the two sides is evident and it's appalling, to be honest with you. So these aren't easy negotiations whatsoever. I hope, I hope they keep it behind closed doors. That's what people want. Nobody wants to hear about this shit, dude. We'll be a labor pot if we need to. I'm really hoping they try to just keep it quiet. Like, come on. Yeah. The other sports do that. No, it it, it really is crazy how like how much of our life that became and how public it was. Like, obviously, just tweets coming out from media people that were spoon-fed from other sources. Uh, Let's let's hope it doesn't really get there. Uh, Let's hope the story can become the free agents and the signings and the trades and excitement for for the next season. Um, You'll have to hit up some of your guys, Trev. Some of the some of the players union dudes. I got it. I got it. We I've 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 casted a few out there. It hasn't really hit me to start, but I guess I better start. Are any of your boys in free agency this year? Like I know we had who was who was last Odo was last year. I have the list up and I'm gonna see. Correa, not really my boy. I was gonna say you've been hiding that from us. Let me go, let me go down the list. Hold on. <laughs> if Correa's been your boy this whole time, then <laughs> damn it. Not really. I'm looking. Okay. Simeon's my guy. You know that that's a big one. Um, me and Trevor Story are basically best friends. Eddie so Escobar. Awesome. Yeah, Eddie's going through. But yeah, I'm looking at the top of the list here, and there's not a lot of the big guys that are like I'm really really close with. So. I won't necessarily have a ton of big info on that, even though I didn't last year. Odo signed, and I was uh, coaching and didn't get to get the tweet out. Damn. Hey, did Lindsey Adler take a shot at you today? At me? Subtweet, Subtweet City? 
Oh, I saw that. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you're like a real journalist. I'm a hard J now. Yeah, it's um, I, I honestly, I, I, I love Lindsay. I think, uh, and I know Dan. Yeah, I told, I actually told, I totally agree with her too. Dan, Dan Rourke tagged me in that. Why do anonymous U.S. Why do anonymous sports fans even aspire to break roster moves? Breaking news is largely incidental outcome of reporting and daily coverage. What do retweets get you? Not money. Just enjoy, enjoy being a fan. Yeah, I guess I do have a good counter to that. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I'm probably one of the few. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you if you want to get hot about it, there's some gatekeeping stuff there that it, the other counterpart would be, if someone's well, got news, why not share it with the world? That's what Twitter is. But The, re- um, the reason I agree with her is because she came she said after that like all the news stories she's ever broken she's never like felt happy about it right it's tweet it's scary you and so i why know subje- why subject knows. yourself to that i i kind of agree with her on that front it's terrifying so if you want to get in the game be just no if you want to get in the, the news breaking game like jake and i right just know that is scary. It's not all sunshine and butterflies. Sometimes you get those dark demons coming out to play with you, and you got to battle them every day. Uh, Trev, I do feel you know we we covered some of some of the news and the updates. There's some awards going on. Uh, your guy Gabe got Manager of the Year. Uh, Surveys for the managers. The Rookie of the Years came out. John Boy Media slash Cincinnati Reds. Jonathan India, Randy Rosarena, the best ever wins the rookie of the year. That's a no-brainer. We get Cy Young tonight. Uh, I guess Trev, do you have any um like any any premos you want to get off your chest? I know tonight I'm hoping that Corbin Burns comes through. Do you have any signings that in the back of your head have just been mentally syncing up that you're like you like maybe it's one of the free agents that whenever you picture them, you're just like, I have him going blank. Uh, Gossman going back to the Giants, I like a lot. Okay, I like a lot. I think there's, I think they're willing to like pony up and give him the money. And I also think there's something to being in a situation that was really, really good for you and wanting to return to that situation. Changing organizations is not fun, right? Like, I mean, maybe it could be fun for you if you're not happy in your spot, like. It's, it's, I'm trying to find the right word for it. It's scary. You know, yeah. like the unknown isn't always, you know, happy. So for him to find a place where he's comfortable and to have success there and go on the run. And I think there's, I, when I envision where he's going to go, it, it seems to me like he'll probably end up back there. That's kind of the one, like, especially if we're talking top tier free agents. And then the other one is Correa to the Tigers. I just keep hearing it, and I just, mm. it just keeps making more and more sense to me. Uh, I think he can do really well there, but that's the one place. Like I, I think that's more of a deterrent than Toronto mm. for a hitter. It's a big park. It's cold, man. It's cold there. Yeah. So I don't think it's enough to you know sway him away from it if that's like – he thinks the team is going to be good there. He wants to reunite with AJ Hinch, maybe. I don't know why, but maybe he likes that. There's some comfort, comfortability there. Uh, but those two make a lot of sense to me. Gossman back to the Giants and Correa to the Tigers. I, I think those, if that happened, I'd be like, oh, it makes a lot of sense. I like that. Uh, I've been, I was talking myself into Gossman to the Mets the other day just because I could see them kind of like we were talking about the starting pitching carousel. I could see them potentially being left out of the dance and then they throw an extra year at Gossman or something like that to to make him their guy. That's, you know, obviously no sources just uh, trying to predict some things. Uh, this, this one's not really a prediction or anything. Dude, I think we just got way too low on Trevor Story. Um, you know, yes. this, this shortstop starting class, the Correa hype train, the Seager hype train, you get it. Uh, how could you not? Um Javi Bias, what Simeon did last year for potentially shortstop or second base. Trevor Story, people, go look at the stats. And if you're just going to say Coors Field to me, then you can't have a conversation. Um, because we've talked about it on here. There's been articles written about it, how hard it is to hit on the road as a Colorado's uh, play- player. Trevor Story basically had a bad 
half season last year where he was banged up that have essentially, I, I mean, this guy should be talking about very similar money to Correa or Seager. And, I mean, coming into this free agency, we heard teams talking about doing, like, should we throw big money at him for three years? This guy should get the bag bag. And it's not just because he's a talking baseball guy. Go look at the stats. Put him next to Correa. Uh, they're better in a lot of ways offensively. And I know cores, blah, 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 OPS plus. Absolutely. Correa just won the uh, the platinum glove. Trevor Story, whatever team gets him this year, I think they are getting a bargain because his yes. price tag went down. For, what, for a bad half season, Trevor Story's price tag went down like two two years of signing him. I, whoever gets him I is one more, of the big ones. I think, I think you're totally – I think you crushed this. Well, that's that's where – I guess where I didn't say more there um, is I think front offices are smart. They're a lot smarter than me. And kind of what you've said about Matt Olson. You said this the other day to us. Like, whoever pays for Matt Olson is going to have to pay a good price tag because it's supply and demand. You're a Stanford man. There's a lot of teams yeah. out there that want Matt Olson. So, you have to put in the best offer. That makes the price the price. I do think teams are smart enough that they recognize that Trevor Story had a bad half this year, that he's going to get that five- or six-year offer that he rightfully deserves because he's a stud. If you are in the market for a shortstop, I am sending offers right this second to Trevor Story. MLB trade rumors, this is a joke. This mm. is a freaking joke, okay? They have Trevor Story getting six years, $126 million. Okay. If you told me I get Trevor Story, six years, 126, and you get Carlos Correa for 10 years, 320, I win yeah. automatically. I don't even care. I don't care about watching them play. I win because these, you're right, dude. These are comparable players. We don't get, we get mad when people say small sample size. A half a season, kind of a small sample size. Okay. Trevor Story is, is going to be a guy. Whoever gets him is going to be extremely happy with this signing. So do I think he might wait and see and, let Correa go first so it puts the pressure and he gets a little bit more leverage and maybe there's no way he gets six years 120. That would be shocking to me if that's all he got. So I think in a way, if I'm him, I probably try to wait out the market, but then you're risking them squeezing you out before spring training. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But if I'm a team that's looking for a shortstop, then I am 100% making an offer right now in that range. Six years, 120. There's no way he accepts that, but I will do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. No, I. Uh, it, it's just so funny how quickly things move and how we kind of brainwash ourselves a little bit that, uh, yeah, man, if, if Trevor's story, if you swapped out one of his kind of normalish years with this year where he was banged up. And by the way, he still ended up having a really good year. Uh, that he we would be talking about him in the 200, 300, like maybe not 300 mil, but like 250. Like th this guy, what he's done at shortstop is special. And there's some, like what what are the big teams out there that need shortstop? The New York Yankees. Um. Tigers. Tigers. Houston, Houston could be in the market. Phillies could be in the market. Um, Yankees. When you include Simeon, like the Blue Jays, that's kind of second base shortstop. Um, I don't know. I think... Phillies, listen, I talk a lot of shit about you guys because you passed on Gabe Kapler for no reason. <laughs> you underachieve with a very good roster. You can't figure out your bullpen whatsoever. Go get Trevor Story. Go make the first move. Go do it. Don't wait on Correa or Seager. Go get Trevor Story. I think he would look great. He already wears pinstripes a little good. bit with the rocks, right? He would look good. That Philly's infield. People are talking. And and good pick. Here, 
here's this. This is a freebie to all you MLB GMs. I know you guys listen freebie. to our show. I really, we know you do. We know you do. Go listen to our interview with Trevor Story and tell me you don't want that guy on your team. Mm. I came away from that interview so impressed with him. Again, if I'm giving my money away, this type of money, obviously you do you you do your due diligence on guys. You know their backgrounds. I like like when I the vibe he puts off, knowing how hard he works, knowing the mindset that he is in, like he's a guy that you like just like Barrios. I don't care about the money that I give him. I know it's going to a good person who's going to work hard. And he's not going to like he he wants it so freaking bad. What a horrible situation Trevor Story was in with the Rockies. He was going to be traded every single day. He had to answer questions about that. Then he didn't get traded. Yeah. So I'm rooting for this guy a ton, man. Yeah, he's my uh, – <laughs> in his down year, he finished with a 4.2 B war this year. Like, I I don't know. Um, That's – if I'm looking at value and how I want to do this whole thing, that's uh that's my guy. Um, so hey, we ended up with a little Trevor Story talk. They're good. Um, we will be back on Monday. I won't. Uh, you guys have the ship. I'll be here. I think it'll be Trev. I think John wants to hop on. If not, uh, Trev will get Gabe or someone. I'll um, decide that. Or it'll just be the Trev BBD show. Finally. Tre- me. John Baby and I are running this company now. So. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, shout out before we go. Shout okay. out to Kapler and Cash, managers of the year. I don't think we touched on that yet. It's pretty cool. Your especially guys. For, especially for, yeah, my guys. Yeah. What's the common link? Me, whatever. Oh, or it's the Tampa Bay Rays organization. Um, Cap. I'm so happy for him. He's found a home. He's very happy in San Francisco. He literally just rides his bike around all day, every day. If you want to, if you want to go see Cap, go to San Francisco and sit in the middle of the city, and you'll see him ride his bike at some point. <laughs> uh, Cash, obviously, just been doing it for so long. How many, how many uh, manager of the year awards is this for him? Is it, is it three or is it just two? I know it's more than one. Cash. Yeah. Kevin Cash. I think it's either a second or a third, but. Congrats to these guys, man. It's cool to see like the difference in reaction. Like Gabe is stoic on his on his balcony, chilling by himself, which he loves. He actually told me that over the the weekend that one of his most cherished things is being alone because he doesn't get he doesn't get that a lot, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. You're around a lot of people every day if you're a manager. Uh, and then Cash on the flip side, you know, had his family there with him, um, like his his wife and his daughters. I thought the whole thing was really cool. Looks like it's Cash's second time getting the award, but fourth straight top three finish. Yeah. And uh, another another good note in the chat, someone just said, shout out to Trev's hot wife, Olivia. Yeah. She's hot. Okay. I think we got everything we needed. Uh, talking baseball on Monday, Thanksgiving week. And, hey, maybe we'll, if there's a big signing, maybe we hop on live. Jake's side.